Edition number 67 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I am Andy with the obvious nuts. <laughs> Sorry, I just take these quotes right from the right from the issues we read. And with me are my co-hosts Shane with the charm of an ice cube tray. Yeah. He knows that's real. Solid singer. And, and Rory, the mistress of hate. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think. I think that it's time to start imposing some checks and balances on what he's oh, yeah. allowed right. to say. Shane, Shane feels that episode. he is the mistress of hate, and I think that's reasonable. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't Wait, think there's no, any denying that. I don't think there's any denying that I am the mistress of hate. <laughs> but I, the roller coaster that I just went on over the last forty-five seconds. <laughs> Andy throwing a dartboard full of words at a wall and just go, just go. Look, I try and find weird phrases that stand out to me from shit we read. I like interesting word combos. I'm I, charm of an ice cube tray I like is a weird word one. play. Oh, word play is very fun. <laughs> I'm what you might call a writer. <laughs> it's not true at all, but um, hey, we read comics about the new mutants some of us read a spider-man comic and then we read stuff about the beyonder shade. and kind of everybody else no shade rory just couldn't find the spider-man thing on uh on the uh the usual very cool place where he reads his comics you, you threw him under the bus so fast <laughs> <laughs> i didn't throw him under the bus is it is it me throwing him under the bus if he showed up and was like i'm i'm under a bus today guys <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just think oh, you're okay. being really mean to Rory, and that's <laughs> no. Rory's the mistress my of job. hate. He got to be mistress of hate today. That's you are right. Of hate, I can sure. take it. Yeah. Um, we're covering May through August of 1985. We got some bummers. Um, I actually don't think any of these are are, are true bummers, so I apologize for that. But I, I like them. So, Nick at Night is launched on the Nickelodeon channel, which. It's interesting to me that it's as far as long ago as it was. Um, I mean, I know it's only 1985. It's not like it's like really old, but like, I don't know. There's something interesting about like, what is that? 30, 40 years ago, almost. And then being like, let's show classic TV on Nick at night. And then them yeah. showing I dream of genie yeah. or whatever. I don't know. It's just a little freaky to think that it's that far removed from the 80s even. Because it was already those shows were already twenty years old in the eighties, right? Like, ugh. Cable was hanging out uh, long before we think about it, and long mm -hmm. before they had anything to put on for twenty four hours of, <laughs> of content. Although, also yes. there was there didn't used to be that expectation. You know, they used to just turn off the TV channels. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, "We're done making TV tonight. Go to bed. Be with your family." <laughs> <laughs> They just throw up a logo or whatever, like, back in the morning, we're closed. TV's closed. <laughs> yes, with, like, a soft beep. <laughs> Aw. It's like, it's like the, the, the lo-fi beats girl, just, like, all night. Um, yeah. Police defuse a Unabomber bomb sent to Boeing in our neighborhood of Auburn, Washington. Nice. Uh, I... I know very little about the Unabomber, except that he was uh, a bomber and sent a bunch of bombs. They didn't catch him for a long time. But I didn't know that there was one uh, at Boeing that they like almost that almost went off. I didn't look into what it. What do you either, want to know about the Unabomber? Why did he Why? do it? <laughs> uh, he, he, so he was Unabomber. My dad. Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> uh, it was my dad. Roy's like, I was. I was. Along with, with Charles, Man Charles Manson, we're both basically 
failed MK Ultra experiments at Harvard. Right, right. This I remember. Thank you. Uh, Manson is not proven, but the timeline mm-hmm. matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's like in and out of prison and when they're doing prison experiments and when he goes from weird juvie kid to like cult leader, it's sort of like, maybe right. the CIA gave him the boost he needed. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows with that one? K- Ted Kaczynski blatantly, openly was in the Harvard experiments. Yeah. Uh, and he believed in a coming technocratic sort of, uh, Elon Musk AI, the robots are taking over future. He thought sure. that society was, yeah, the the, te- the technocracy was was what he was reeling against. Uh, and he lived in a cabin in the woods by himself, sending bombs to professors. It doesn't really <laughs> sound doesn't really sound crazy anymore. No, no well, his 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 reasoning was pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, where he went where he went south was when he. Um, mailed the bombs, bombs to the professor. Sending bombs to universities <laughs> really feels more like trying to get back at the people who turned your brain into spider webs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Than a uh, than any sort of like cultural revolution. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I've got I've got one more. This this one I want I really do want to know what you think about. So the 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 main shipwreck site of the Spanish galleon Nuestra Señora de Atocha which sank in 1622, is found 40 miles off the coast of Key West, Florida, by treasure hunters. Full of gold? Full of gold? Who began to excavate $400 million worth of coins and silver. Did they keep yes. it? Yeah, so fun fact, I looked into this. Uh, yeah. The state of Florida was like, uh, but shouldn't you give us like 25% of that? No. Because like, no, you found it treasure here. Hunter law. Nope. Yeah, no, it literally was treasure hunter law and the Supreme yeah. Court had to intervene and they said, no, the hunters keep all of it. If we, if we, they, because we have to give back all our mummies if we didn't have treasure hunter laws. <laughs> the Supreme Court, they all just, as one human, they, their their heads slowly turn to the door that's marked mummy, mummy room at the Supreme Court headquarters. They're like, no, what's going to happen to our mummies? <laughs> Fuck. We'd have to give those back? No, no, the treasure hunters can keep the gold. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so funny to me. I just, I don't know. The idea that in the 80s, I mean, I'm sure it's still a a profession to some people today, but the idea that you could be a treasure hunter by trade is uh, crazy. Don't you already have to basically be wealthy to be a treasure hunter? Am I wrong? (laughs) Uh, well, so <laughs> here, here I come with my obscure knowledge for having Wikipedia this shit on before. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I think, so it, it's a very niche profession and most of them are doing basically regular salvage on and not, and not, okay. uh, looking for Spanish bullion in the deep sea. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like Rory's, Rory's salvage yeah, ship. Yeah, we got and my he, week. And you like look for gold on the side. You look for like a yeah, you know, some tanker went down, and you know that the in the nineteen nineties they were built with a certain percentage of platinum or whatever. You know, it's, yeah, like it's yeah, worth, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be worth getting that ship out from underneath the sea. Got it. Yeah. So uh, I actually the, my favorite part about this is that they've only found like two thirds of the wreckage or whatever. Like they found a chunk of the wreckage, and it had like tons like literal tons of silver and other like gold and shit on it and yeah like hundreds hundreds of millions of dollars worth of precious metals but apparently they should sell it like... to those cash for gold people <laughs> can you imagine just like <laughs> pulling up like six semis and just being like uh yeah i've got some stuff and they're just like it's not real it's not real i'll give you ten dollars for it <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call the police. Always. No, but the other cash part of the gold ship business, that they we have to know found. what we have to talk about. We have to talk about this. The cash yep. for gold businesses are wild. It's like this. <laughs> it's a cycle. Could, it's a it's a crazy it's a, cycle. It's a yeah. crazy cycle. Yeah. If you could just open up a store, I mean, <laughs> you should, and people bring you their gold, <laughs> and you mm-hmm. just give them no money for it, <laughs> and that's just you, like how it goes. You just. It's just somebody with a lot of gold who has like a medical bill or something and you rip them off. 
That's yeah. like the whole business model. That's the whole, that is literally the business model. And then it gets shipped somewhere else, melted down, turned into something else, and sold to another person who is poor. Yeah. It's, ah, uh, mm hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> Ab- absolutely fucking ridiculous for uh, just ex- exploitative business models. And, uh, and that's why the cash for gold places are in the poor neighborhoods everywhere. When you see one of those, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. I'm in a poor zone is what Andy just well, rich said. Rich girls don't sell their gold. <laughs> no, not, oh, shit, I'm in a poor zone, but like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then you turn the corner zone. and there's another one. And then there's another cash for gold. Yeah. And like, I usually see yeah. them in the same like strip mall as like gun stores and pawn shops, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's all the same. It's all the same thing. It's all the same. It's all the same shit. Yeah. Well, to finish my thought from earlier, the part of the ship that they haven't found still uh, apparently is the part of the <laughs> ship. It might be the butt. It might be the, the butt end of the ship. It might be uh, is apparently where like the historians and people who know or whatever. Where you put where you put your good treasure. It's where they put the good treasure. It's <laughs> apparently got a f- fuck ton of uh, like incredibly high quality emeralds that they'd taken from Colombia, like mines in Colombia. And and there's so somewhere under the water, there's just like an absurd amount of 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 emeralds just just chilling. Uh, and so I guess we're all going to go become treasure hunters. Yeah, this is a long road to get there, but we're going to yeah. stop podcasting and go look for Colombian emeralds. <laughs> it's ever so slightly more. <laughs> it makes us a little more money than podcasting. Yeah, that's right. Mm hmm. Because you get free fish. (laughs) Free free fish. Ad revenue. Nobody ever gave me free fish for podcasting. (laughs) We should get on that. Podcast for gold. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Put us up next to the bail bond place. Um, Take us to the mummy room. Let's go do the mummy thing again. <laughs> the, the cash for gold mummy room pawn shop. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, and ostensibly our podcast is about comics that we read. Uh, and I, I, I am interested in talking about them, but I'm so happy that we got to talk about mummies for a little bit. Uh, we read, I think, the last issues of New Mutants that we're planning on reading for the moment. Uh, a three-issue mini-arc about Professor X's son, Legion, and uh, and some craziness that goes on uh, with that. And I'm going to fully admit that I had a really hard time reading it, and I fell asleep I... a couple times trying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Were you, was this last night? No, this is while I was on the bus, and oh, yeah. I was already tired from work, but, like, trying to get through this, I was like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Something about it. Maybe, maybe that's there, on there, me. There's a ton of text in these ones. There's uh, so I have text. a couple things. Wait, are we going to talk about this one first? Yeah. All right. So, I yeah. yeah so, I wanted to love them a lot more. There's mm-hmm. so much text. And as much as I love this art style, the Sinkowitz, Sinkovic, what, how do you pronounce it, Andy? Uh, Sinkevich. Sinkevich. This art style coupled with the glut of characters we're expected to keep track of. Yeah. It's kind of gets, just gets out of hand. Like it's, it's, it's hard to follow. It's text heavy. And I think it got in the way of a lot of what was pretty cool art. I didn't know who anyone was. was. I didn't know who anyone was. They're all drawn exactly the same. Every now and again, there's like some specific cues, like text cues that they give where someone calls someone a hunk and you're like, oh, so that's cannonball. But like outside of that, yeah, you can't you can't fucking you can't fucking tell, Um, which is which is rough. I mean, by like the the major plot here, right, is that like. Gabrielle Holler has been hiding Xavier's like true son from him like he never knew he had a son mm-hmm. uh so i and... had forgotten until i looked it up this is the woman do you remember that we read a comic with the woman he saves from like ptsd she's like in her little coma yep she's in a and cute little like... coma no yeah and he like brings her back and they fall in love uh, and he's like ah oh, i don't know about it's probably not great to fall in love with somebody i'm they're like i'm like both their therapist and a psychic infiltrator in their brain but fuck yeah. it she's cute 
Um, <laughs> but but we're not hurting woman. anybody here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely her, and uh, and it's still it's still Oogie, and uh, and you know he still knows that I think, <laughs> uh, which is which is weird. It was very interesting guess... that he calls attention to it because usually they're pretty kind of like not mm-hmm. all, not up to not up to twenty twenty two standards when it comes to consent and psychics. Yeah, because yep. it's it's imaginary, but it feels like they should have thought about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine yeah. psychics. The fact that psychics are real is not the point. It's like, ooh, this is kind of rapey. Well, and there's a couple points actually in in these issues that they that they bring up that that point. Yeah, and one of them is in a is in these frustrating cutaways to plots we're not following, but we're supposed to keep remembering <sighs> yeah. um, that aren't relevant. Uh, and one <clears throat> is about Magneto having kind of a a captive savior wife on an island somewhere. That he's in the Bermuda he tot- Triangle. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Bermuda Triangle. He's got a woman, and he and she's totally not his prisoner. She could leave whenever she wants to. Kind of. Uh, kind of. If, if he let her. If he, <laughs> if let, he let her leave, her. she could leave whenever she wanted. If he wasn't busy <laughs> keeping her captive. <laughs> you have to ask real nice. And it's a weird vibe. And she's like into it for a bit. And then slowly is like getting weirded out. And at one point he like, she's like trying to be alone. And he's trying to get into her space. And he uses his magnet powers to like freeze her. And she just like full on freaks out. And she's like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Like, did I have <laughs> like, I don't have any control right now. And he's like, what? But you we, you were having such a good time and we were having sex last night. And she was like, yeah, but did I have any more control then than I do right now? And he's like, magnets. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting that they're that they're bringing it up in multiple places, though. I did. I do. Yeah, wish and they did it with to. Emma Frost, too. Right. That empath tried to get like her yeah. student empath tried to get in her head. Yeah, and uh, but Emma Frost is a stone cold baller and doesn't and doesn't yes. and doesn't suffer no fools. <laughs> she's like she's like I was playing, I was playing <laughs> with your emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I don't know. I we've we've had this complaint before about New Mutants and and every now and again another comic that it's just, oh I think it was Thor that that was just like why are you why are you trying to make us follow plots that aren't relevant to the plot of this issue like stop cutting away for a page to show us someone else that eh, it's just frustrating and it just and, um, and it's, but especially with new mutants it's just adding characters to the <laughs> mental roster of people to track <laughs> in an already untrackable list of people they're expecting us to, to yeah. sort of manage so it feels really out of hand and that was the same with thor that, that was when we those thor cutaways were uh, it was a huge cast at the time yep yep I, th- I think layering on top of that as well is the mindscape that all of these ep- that all of these oh, comics yeah. takes place in. So they're not even like in some sort of tangible reality, right? Yeah, they go into Legion's brain. They go into Legion's brain, and they're in his mindscape that's like twisted and it's like inceptionate, right? Like it's inceptionized, yeah. and so the yeah, the panels even... are so messy. Yeah, and you don't you don't even have recognizable locations to be like, oh, so this must be. We're in we're in a Professor X's house, so and there's there's these Legion personalities, but they're not because of the way they introduce Legion. Um, we don't meet those personalities outside of the brainscape first, mm-hmm. so they're just normal new characters walking around in his brain. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, yeah. It's it's uh it's very it's very cool, honestly. Like I actually was. Like, in in spite of the fact that I was falling asleep, like, I was genuinely interested by the art and the, the, the world of, of his mind. You like, strip away all of our all of our legitimate complaints. The what's left is cool. It's yeah, not, it's not dog shit. It's not dog shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And I actually I actually want you to help me understand what happened to David. So Legion, I guess his mom and his stepdad or whatever and him were in Israel and they were attacked by like some kind of Arab terrorist cell is that am I am I getting this right and I don't know exactly in, but it, there I know that there's a yeah there was a mention of of like he were we're in this sort of like uh portmanteau of, of Paris and in the Middle East mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there is a mention of yeah the word Arabs I, which I is believe... not bad if you're talking about people who are Arabic <laughs> right it's it's what I what I let was under what I understood was that 
David's psychic powers woke up at that t- at that time. Yeah, yeah. And he he lashes out and 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 immediately psychically just like wipes the brains of pretty much everyone nearby. Yeah, but in so the he process, he like absorbs them. Yeah. yeah, so he was already autistic, and he was already, I think he was already schizophrenic. I think his mutant powers come out on top of the schizophrenia. Yeah, I, I think that's what I am led to understand. It's hard It's hard to follow, but yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he kind of unwittingly brings other people into his mind, and they sort of are still who they were, and they sort of are facets of his personality now. And they're just in there talking to the new mutants that also go inside his brain. And we don't know who to trust. And there's too many of them. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird vibe. And there's like for sure a little bit of racism that's going on in here mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that is hard to put my finger on. But it's more just like a vibe than it is anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's just that othering of people, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the mid 80s, right? Late 80s. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's it's interesting. A lot of it is interesting. I just don't I don't really know what else to what else to say about it, I guess, because I I enjoyed it. uh, And then and then I guess we just we just kind of resolve it. And now he's like conscious and has these multiple personalities. So now he has like D.I.D. So he's like autistic schizophrenic with D.I.D. and a mutant. I think uh, the DID and the schizophrenia, I think that's just different low, different right, uh, right. periods of, of uh, the DSM. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, you're so right about that, actually. We used to say schizophrenia would mean a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? Is there anything? Is there anything else like worth worth talking about? I'm, I'm not upset that we read it. I just wish that it was No, like... this this feels like something that I mean... That a a sort of it, it it comes out once in in the in the monthlies and it would have been really cool for them to uh, try it again like <laughs> cut down the dialogue <laughs> cut out the unnecessary characters <clears throat> like really focus on the visual storytelling and the sort of brain space yeah um the have a background painter get a fucking background painter like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the bones the bones of this of this. Uh, three series legion arc is great and there's just mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of sour meat on those bones yeah oh <laughs> before we move on there is one thing i wanted to <laughs> so remember from the the demon bear stuff that we read and there was that like i it was like a cop and a nurse yeah, that got turned yeah, into native americans yeah, yeah they're back they're still around. Like, we're still doing this weird plot. I don't understand why this is the continuity we're holding on to. But they're still around, and they kind of got absorbed into David as well. But before <laughs> they do, they're, like, chatting to each other about their their circumstances as they live sort of alone on Muir Island. And they're like, oh, I can't believe we're Native Americans. But we are really fucking hot though right i was about to say like, they've, re- they've realized they're incredibly attractive and are torn between the fact that they've been transformed into another race and the fact that they're significantly hotter than they used to be <laughs> it's good this is just a really weird dialogue <laughs> it's oh. very weird i, I either... sort of thought i misread it or didn't I wasn't sure we were going to talk about it because I was like, <laughs> maybe I'm just like reading into this, you know, no. as, I, as we do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last thing I have to say about the this whole little mini arc is I it it doesn't feel like an introduction for this character. No. Yeah, you're right. That's I think that's my biggest complaint is that this is he's a, like Legion is a pretty neat kind of layered character. And the fact that you they tried to like mirror the comic book after what is going on with him instead of like telling his story and letting some of the elements stand by themselves and like cleaning it up a little bit i think that really did him a disservice because he's pretty cool and in secret wars too he's just like on the team now yeah which we we totally miss yeah yeah well and i i you know i think it's because you know, we would. I think. I think that's like a couple issues. Yeah, it, after might, this. it, might, it might ramp in a little bit, but yeah. I'm sure he kind of does just join the X Men as as yeah, is their want. A, yeah, because because whatever. Let's get more people on the team. It's not big enough already, I guess. 
Uh, all right, let's talk about the the issue of Spider Man that Rory didn't read. So Rory's gonna Rory's gonna be like little like learn learn mode. Yeah, <laughs> teach me. So, so we Rory. read uh, Peter Parker the Spectacular Spider Man issue one oh seven. I feel like is this the are there three? I think there's three different Spider Man comics running at the same time right now, which. Is is an indicator yeah, of how much people all, love it. Yeah, but we're already now fully into this sort of space of the completely unapproachable Spider Verse. The like, please yep. don't read me Spider Man comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it? It's it's Web of Spider Man. It's Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider Man, and it's uh, the Amazing Spider Man or whatever. Um, yeah. so they're all going, and theoretically, it's all stuff happening to Peter live. But, you know, three different things. I've never really understood that. But this is like when you have a conversation with one of your friends and you have a conversation on Instagram, Facebook and a text conversation. That's what's (laughs) happening. That's literally what's happening in this comic. Yeah. Uh, So the main the main like story here in this issue is that a a police officer that Spider-Man had kind of like. I guess liked or at least had good interactions with uh, this woman, uh, Captain Jean DeWolf, is uh, sort of, I guess, brutally murdered in her own home. And uh, and it's by this new villain that I I, I don't think we've ever seen before named the uh, God. What is it? The Sin Eater. So it's this guy calling himself the Sin Eater. And uh, so it's kind of like it's partly about like. Spider-Man being like, holy shit, like, I liked her. Like, I gotta, I gotta, like, find out what's going on with her. And he, like, gets together with the cops that are investigating her murder. Uh, But it's also kind of about, like, this other, they're like, there's, like, this other plot where he witnesses, like, uh, an old man that he knows getting beat up by just, like, some random street toughs. And one of Aunt May's gentleman friends. (laughs) Yeah, she's getting (laughs) it. I guess she's got, like, a boarding house now. Oh yeah, she's getting it from this dude on the rig. They take their teeth out and everything. <laughs> oh shit! Do you think old people take their teeth out to make out? I hope so. I mean, like i I would be really afraid of all of my like cheek flaps getting caught in your. I fake mean, dentures. just to make out, I feel like that would get kind of, kind of, kind of gnarly. You know? I don't know, man. Uh, just like know. smashing your. Gu- I don't know. Your like gums are touching. It feels kind gum of, smashing weird. is a really good name for a band. <laughs> now, now for uh, uh, for for gentleman time and gentleman <laughs> lady time, <laughs> yeah, the dentist for sure. Come people, out. yeah, people don't like teeth anyway. Teeth yeah. shouldn't be a part of that process anyway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I hate this conversation. No, okay, so well, in summary, kisses, <laughs> kisses are for te- teeth are for kisses. <laughs> <laughs> not for not for not for your gentleman. Actually, that's 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 completely legit. Yeah, yeah. that's real. Silly rabbit teeth are for kisses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I tell you? So this is this is gonna be fun because Roy didn't Roy didn't read this issue. So here's a quote that I can uh, that I can give you out of context that that somebody says in this issue, which is, "It's kind of like teeth kissing are for your kisses. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like kissing your sister. It don't mean nothing if it's so easy." <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Those fucking guys. <laughs> Anybody can just kiss their sister. Yeah, it's so easy. So easy. She'll just let you. <laughs> it's fucking it's gross. So, it's so nasty. I just, I had to read it like two times to make sure I read it right the first time. Um. It's also yeah. funny because it's like, <laughs> I mean, for a lot of reasons, but I like the idea that like. They're not against incest because it's fucking nasty, but like it's too <laughs> easy. There's no challenge. There's no it. challenge. There's no challenge to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, typical, <laughs> typical man. <laughs> oh, nasty. Uh, so, but that that's the turning point where where Spidey sees these dudes beat up the old guy, and then he goes to like be in court to watch them be in court, and who is in court? But Daredevil. Yeah, Maybe. Matt Murdock is. is... Matt Murdock is there representing them yeah he's representing and... the bad guys rory yeah he, the, the three bad guys. and he gets them uh he gets them uh he gets their bail reduced to zero they can they can walk free before their trial 
uh, and Peter Parker's super mad, and he's like, this fucking Spider-Man, I know that heartbeat. Mm, weird. I know that uh, heartbeat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then it, there's like a, there's an interesting conversation. So like, I, I don't know, totally this, <laughs> this, this issue is kind of bizarre, uh, because it, like, everything else that we've been reading of Spider-Man has more of like that lighthearted feel for the most part. Obviously, like, I mean, even the, the, the resolution of the, the black suit stuff was like kind of a silly thing with a bunch of hot vulture dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. But this one, this one feels a lot more serious, you know? I mean, it starts with, uh, uh, the murder, the murder of a cop and we get an old man beat, uh, like within an inch of his life. And then later, Daredevil is like, after he, you know, Matt, after he, uh, defends these guys uh, is talking to the judge privately. He was like a friend of his and he's like, God, I don't know. I don't like this very much. I don't and he's like, yeah, you, you never had the stomach, you know, to you, go be a public depend defender for a while and you'll get your, you know, you, you have some balls. Uh, <laughs> but he, he hears somebody and it ends up being sin eater. He hears somebody like sneaking in and before he can like confront him, the judge walks in the room and sin eater shoots the judge and uh, the judge dies. And that's like how we end the issue, and so I don't know. Like we're setting we up. We don't a really four, know like if the f- judge dies. We don't know if I, the judge I, is dead. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. We don't know if he dies, but but yeah, we're we're doing a four issue thing here with a like, Spider Man and Daredevil. I guess they haven't like started teaming up yet, but yeah. but yeah, you know this like this guy Sin Eater has some sort of I don't know some sort of weird vendetta. We we there's one sequence where we see him like out of costume doing like a catholic confessional Mm -hmm. um so i don't really know what we're doing there yet but it is it Uh, is interesting there is one one fun moment that was a little more you know i don't want to say whimsical but there's Mm -hmm. a part where spider-man goes to talk to a cop and and he like gets into the car with him and they're like driving around and spider-man says oh that smells really good what is it coffee and the guy says no it's hot cocoa do you want some and Spider-Man says, Spider-Man says, sure. And the cop goes, too bad. This is all I got. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then is... like on the next page, on the next page, Spider-Man again says, God, you know, that cocoa smells really good. And then the next panel is him with his mask pulled up and he's drinking the cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I feel like nobody who drinks hot cocoa would ever do something that cold. Yeah, <laughs> those are sweet. Those are sweet people with some innocence left. Oh, but Coco's for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I I liked that scene a lot. Actually, there's like a there's a cool. I don't know. It, this this particular issue felt like it had like uh someone with a flair for storytelling writing. Yeah, it, it was good because uh you know it. At the end of that scene where where Spider-Man, you know, with his, you know, drinking cocoa while the cop drives and he's got his mask pulled up and he's drinking and they're talking about Captain Jean DeWolf and how much everybody liked her and all this other stuff. Uh, there's like this series of panels where we kind of just like zoom out as Spider-Man's like, yeah, I, th- I guess I guess that's why I'm here. I'm here. I I liked her, too. And we just sort of like zoom out in the city and we see their car and then their car disappears as it goes around a corner and. I don't know. It's like it's it it was effective at setting a mood in a way that like a lot of these comics that we read are not. Uh sure. they're just sort of people yelling things and scene change, you know. Uh and I and I appreciated it. So, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to 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 keep going. Well, we'll make sure you can read this one moving forward now that we know we got to find another way. Um yeah. Yeah. I'm always down for a good Spider-Man. If if it's actually a good Spider-Man, I'm down. Um, there is some good Spider-Man in Secret Wars too, though. But so, <laughs> so the last thing we read this week is is the first two issues of Secret Wars two, and I need you to tell me how you feel. <laughs> I want to yell about it first. Can I yell about it first? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <clears throat> It's so much better than Secret Wars 1. Like, <laughs> I was I was ready. I was ready for it to just be like a big hunk of garbage. And is it good? I mean, no. It, obviously, it's not like great. But you know what? 
it's campy and it's yeah. charming. And the fucking Beyonder is like a himbo who's trying to learn about what the meaning of life is. And he has to talk <laughs> to all of the other superheroes. This is what I want. This is hilarious. Yeah, it's really stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> you so you may you may find this surprising or you may not, but uh, most people hate this series's guts, and I don't know why. I don't know if that's just because most people who read comics want fundamentally different things than we do. Uh, I don't know if it's because. Admittedly, there's a ton of like weird tie-ins to Secret Wars 2. The Beyonder shows up in basically every other comic during the time that this is running and sort of interrupts the ongoing plot to be the Beyonder and ask dumb questions and leave. Uh, it's because so, it explores emotions and it tries to answer questions about life. And boys mm-hmm. hate that. Boys don't like that. Boys don't like emotions <laughs> in the 80s. I can uh, also see like... I can see it... We're reading it sort of at our leisure. Uh, we're yeah. jumping in because we want to read it, which is, I mean, it's not always not a qualifier you feel like you need to make, you should need to make, but like, I can see how if you're just a comic, you're just a little comic shit boy and you're reading the V and you're reading Secret Wars 2 because you have to because it came out, mm-hmm. how you are pissed that there's more Secret Wars and pissed how weird and different it is. Yeah. I can see how it doesn't really match up with your, dis- like, your interests. Um, any sort of like perpetuating hate for something that's like long been just in in trade trade paperback probably is unjustified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think this is still this is still written by Jim Shooter, uh, who is you know the the very exciting guy. You know the 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 lead editor, right? You think he's the editor in chief at this point? Uh, mm-hmm. Who wrote Secret Wars? So it's like this is still his baby, and so maybe you know. I, I, I could imagine there being a lot of like, uh, you know, with the writers at Marvel being like, okay. And then the editor came down and said, we have to put his OC, the Beyonder, in the next issue. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're doing that for a minute. And he gets uh, his own physical form this time. And... and he gets cool gold armor. Oh, my God. Look. And a sword, the... a sword made out of thunderbolts. <laughs> Well, that's okay, not the Beyonder. We... <laughs> Wait, that one was it? Who was the Thunderbolt guy? The, the Thunderbolt the guy was that guy. disgruntled, the disgruntled writer, the disgruntled TV yeah. writer gets turned into Thundersword. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I must have confused them. I thought the Beyonder was turning himself into Thundersword to have like a fun tryout, a tryout <laughs> being a Marvel guy. Yeah, no, that's that's just because like he talked to the oh my god, we'll we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I wanna I don't we don't need to walk through every moment of this, but I do want to start at the beginning because Xavier freaks out because he senses the Beyonder's return and he like starts like telepathically you know, messaging Captain America on his flight from Heathrow and like a whole bunch of other people. And well, it really starts with Molecule Man. Oh my god, <laughs> who's turning shit into apples? He's just showing off how like how many things can be apples. <laughs> Molecule Man, did you did you remember that I can control all molecules? <laughs> yeah, the Beyonder shows up, and he shows up by Molecule Man first. And when we we don't see him at first, and we cut away, and we see Xavier freak out, and we see the Captain America scene. When we cut back to Molecule Man's, like, apartment or house or whatever, the Beyonder's sitting on his couch, and he looks ridiculous. He looks like he just sort of made a mishmash of all the physical features of every character that was in Secret Wars. Like, he's got (laughs) Doom's mask and Iron Man's chest plate and, like, the four from the Fantastic Fours in the middle of his chest. He's a goober. He has claws. He has claws sound claw. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's completely broken the couch and molecule man's like well, that's fine i control all the molecules <laughs> what's your deal man what's your deal bro i love how chill molecule man's gotten he's just like completely at peace with the world he's like you know what i needed to do this you know i just i'm just glad i got self-esteem now you know you gotta love yourself bro <laughs> so fucking funny Beyonder's whole deal is that he wants to understand life and he wants to experience things. Experience. I I desire experience. Yeah, he says that shit over and over again. Yeah, and so he comes to Earth as some sort of child god. 
(laughs) (laughs) He totally is. Molecule Man. I don't remember which one of the, it was like, it was Volcana. Was it Volcana? I think. Something that's like his, that. That's yeah. his girlfriend that he lives with. Uh, they're Volca- eating Doritos. We can't not tell. We have to talk about product <laughs> placement in this fucking comic. <laughs> that's it. They're, they're Doritos. Yeah, they're Doritos. They, they call, they literally called their, she's like, you want some, some barbecue chips or Doritos? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he says he wants to get experiences, she's like, oh, you should go to LA. What? LA's got What would you call an off brand Dorito? It's just a, Triangle Cheese boy? triangle? A, a toffee? Triangle boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a pokey corn. Um. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. He starts, essentially the rest of this, these two issues that we read is him bumbling into ongoing Marvel situations one by one, running into Marvel characters that he met during Secret Wars and kind of just annoying them a lot with his presence uh, and his like incessant questions. Um, <laughs> I love... so, But the first person he runs into is this guy, this like washed-up TV writer who's like, you know, whose pilots don't get picked up, but he's like constantly pissed at network executives or whatever and uh when the beyonder meets him he's like oh can you give me power and beyonder's like done bye and (laughs) and this dude turns into my favorite new hero who is named thundersword uh he's fucking dope thundersword's fun (laughs) it's really funny (laughs) and uh and he just starts causing a bunch of issues which you know draws the attention of other heroes but I guess there's also this current like ongoing drama about like this character named Hatemonger who's making everyone go nuts with anger. And it's it's like we're it's like I bring this I bring this episode up a few times in in Saturday morning Tuesdays, but like it has like the Zeppo vibes from Buffy. There's an episode where Xander's doing an entirely separate thing and you see a normal Buffy plot happening in the background of shots. Uh, like the rest of the cast is doing important shit and we just follow yes. Xander. And that's what this feels like a little bit. Like the Beyonder is wandering in and out of a much more like fate of the world Marvel plot. And going, <laughs> why is clothes? Why Why are clothes? Why is eat? Why? <laughs> he like hones in on Peter Parker getting into an elevator and he's like, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man and, Sp- and Peter Parker's like oh what the fuck is this crazy guy doing and he's just like Spider-Man at the elevator full of people <laughs> you know what it's like it's like if Silver Surfer was like a lot stupid. more like innocent and goofy <laughs> yeah stupid <laughs> instead of just Silver like Surfer full to like, the brim of yes. ennui Silver Surfer's the teenage version of this guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck I just couldn't believe he walks into a department store and the guy's like, uh, hello. And he goes, why are clothes? <laughs> why are clothes? <laughs> and he's like, uh, maybe you should ask a friend. And he goes, searching for nearby people. I know. And it's just Peter Parker. And that's why he shows up. And he's like, why are uh, yep. clothes? Spider man. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this, this brings us to the what I think is the best scene in line in in the, what we read. Uh, it didn't actually disappoint me. I'd heard that this occurred in in this issue, and I really love it. Uh, uh, the Beyonder has to piss, <laughs> and he doesn't know what that means. And so Peter takes the Beyonder to his bathroom and kind of just gestures in there what to do. And when the Beyonder comes back out, he says, "The experience is consummated." <laughs> <laughs> and I have a new thing to say now every time I poop. <laughs> every time you pee-pee. Every time I piss. <laughs> uh, oh, Sue gets turned into like a fucking dummy mommy too. Sue Storm? Yeah. Like, that's completely random. Like the, the hate monger character like just does a little whammy on her and now suddenly she's wearing spikes and is malice the mistress of hate. I don't really understand anything that's going on. I think that's my maybe why it's fun to read. In a, in it's a, so fucking goofy, but in a different can't understand it way than than the Legion mutants. issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's it's a different vibe. Hmm. Yeah, 
I don't know if it keeps going in this vein. I don't know how much longer I would want to read. So I guess. there's a, there is a tiny twist to it. Do you remember when uh, Luke Cage tries to attack Beyonder and Iron Fist stops him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the interesting dilemma here is that people are really not cool with Beyonder being here, mm-hmm. and are very afraid of fighting him. Mm-hmm. So I I like that. I like that these these characters who pretty much resort to violence every issue of every comic book <laughs> are stuck dealing with this goofy goober uh, because he's so fucking. You know, he he would he could obliterate existence if they don't handle him with kid gloves. <laughs> yeah, I, the the best example of his just like un 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 unworldly power his his ungodly incredible powers is when they they do something for him. And the he like meets the superhero guys and he's like, everyone has to you have to pay the price. And he turns their building into gold. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck? (laughs) That was our whole building. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this fucking dude. Uh, And then, uh, oh, I mean, I know you liked this line, Shane. At one point, he's hungry and he sees somebody ordering a hot dog from a hot dog vendor. And he's like, yeah, can I get like uh, one with one with mustard and a cream soda? And the guy goes, dog and a cream coming up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then and that's what the beyonder says when he walks out i just like dog yeah. and a cream dog and a cream and he just takes a huge bite out of the soda just crunch oh yeah he crunches the glass soda bottle yeah. <laughs> why is food <laughs> fucking a yeah i don't know what a weird selection of things today this is a this is a weird this is a weird time for Marvel Comics. I don't know if they know exactly what they're doing. That's that's the vibe that I'm getting. Yeah, not at all, but I'm kind of into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the weirdness, I'm here for the weirdness. As long as it's not like dry and extremely boring, I'm here for a little weirdness. So do we think we want to do a little more Secret Wars too? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Man. I don't know if I ever would have guessed. <laughs> That we it would... did. It didn't put me to sleep. So. <laughs> mm, a fair point. A fair point. <laughs> I would watch this. I would one hundred percent watch this show as the Beyonder blooping in on like a weekly episodic thing where he shows up and has to learn a lesson. This is it feels, just. It, it feels like you could stick Scott... this into season season two of She Hulk. Yeah, Beyonder shows up. Yeah, Beyonder shows up. Or like <laughs> this. This seems like a that Scott Bakula show. But like quantum leap, yeah. This is he's quantum leaping around the Marvel verse. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's what say it Star feels Trek like. Discovery or not Discovery? Fuck Enterprise. Oh, that that too. <laughs> yeah, this is Scott just like Bacula. Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, and Scott Bakula shows up, and he's the Beyonder now. He's got that cute beagle. Stop. I've watched a lot of Star Trek Enterprise. Shame. <laughs> really, I like Star it, Trek Enterprise a lot. I love it too. Hello! If, thank you. Hello and welcome. <laughs> welcome this, to this will week's... be an enterprise podcast. Welcome well, to this week's. Well, is going to be. You can't. You can't do that to me. He's making an appearance. Um... Hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's Fuck Mary Kill, where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. This was a weird week. This was yeah. such a weird week full of weird shit. Um, so I thought I would give us some fun little friends to play with as we chat about it. First off, we got to talk about Spider-Man drinking cocoa. Okay, this is oh, this okay. is very specifically a Spider-Man with his mask pulled halfway up and he has a cup of cocoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Secondly, we have Mishmash Beyonder. All right, we got oh. claw. We got the we got the clawed beyonder. Okay. 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 Yeah. And last but not least, we have to talk about Sue Storm. We didn't Ooh. spend a lot of time talking about Sue Storm as Goth Sue Storm as, Goth as Sue Malice Storm. the Mistress of Hate. Malice the Mistress of Hate. It's interesting. So I I think I saw uh, there was a a piece of art 
I don't know if it was recent, but there is a piece of art that someone did. Like it was an official piece of Marvel art that was like all the different like designs, outfits, etc. of Sue Storm throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And they all basically look like her to some degree, different face shapes, different hairstyles, different Fantastic Four outfits. And then in the corner, there's Malice Mistress of Hate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really funny. I definitely was like, what the fuck is that one? And so I, <laughs> I'm happy that we actually saw it show up. Ah, uh, hilarious. So this is so we've got her, we've got the 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 mishmash beyonder from the beginning, mm-hmm. and then we've got uh who's the first one? A Spider-Man with Coco. Oh, the Coco Spider-Man. Coco Spider-Man. <laughs> Coco drinking Spider-Man. That's got cozy vibes. Yeah, give me your cozy. Give me your takes. I don't know. I I was gonna do Himbo Beyonder, but Himbo Beyonder and Spider Man drinking cocoa are the same vibe. (laughs) Well, okay. So I one thing we didn't talk about, and I know I'm delaying the fuck Mary kill just even more, but I do want to say, at the beginning of the second issue of Secret Wars two, there's this like internal dialogue or like monologue of of the Beyonder, and he's basically like. You know, I tried a lot of different forms, but after watching all the heroes and seeing Captain America, I've decided Captain America does have the objectively best body. (laughs) So I'm going to have a Captain America body. And you turn the page and he's just a a bog standard, blonde haired, blue eyed hunk. Yep. He's like, I found the scientifically correct best body. And it's 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 white, dude. And that's why he's not on this list. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, my immediate vibe, right, is is Coco Coco Spider Man feels very much like a, like a cuddle buddy marriage material. But I'm not I'm not sold on that yet. I gotta th- I gotta think about the others, mm-hmm. the world of opportunities at my fingertips. How I would hard never is turn it? down an opportunity to kill Spider Man. To kill your partner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, with, and with the other choices that are yeah. there, I feel pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, because I absolutely, you, yeah, from from yeah. dusk till dawn, yeah, uh huh, uh huh, blast it with uh mishmash with fucking mishmash <laughs> beyond her. <laughs> yep. Yep, who can yep. change his form at will? So you he's know. got pieces of every hero, he's, and he's got he pieces of every pieces hero. Of hero. Yes, he's got he's, 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 he's claws. He's got he's got, he's got all thirty one flavors. <laughs> outside of outside of the most outside of the most extremely uh, uh, unlikely orgy ever, it's the only way that you can fuck Wolverine, Captain America, Iron Man, and the whole Fantastic <laughs> Four at the same time. You know what I mean? That's right. Like, yeah, you it's go the for only it. way. That's so true. Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> and I, I vibe with with uh, Malice Mistress of Hate with Gasu Storm because she's so over the top. She's like, mm-hmm. she doesn't seem like a bummer. She seems kind of like uh, sort of Tim Burtony. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or like, you can be like, do you want breakfast? And it's like, I want to die. <laughs> with maybe like a maybe like a Susan of biker chick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good vibes. <laughs> so you saying you might marry that one? I marry her for sure. Okay, you marry you marry Malice. I marry Malice Mistress of, of Hate. Of hate. <laughs> Do you take? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even finish that. <laughs> Would you take her name? Would you become Rory, Mistress of Hate? Mistress of Hate. <laughs> yeah, of course. Take her name. <laughs> No, I think I think I have to to follow my first gut instinct. Coco Coco Spider-Man. Uh I don't know, just like an like an evening, it's raining, you got the TV on, there's like a big Spider-Man blanket, he's cuddled up, you know. I hate that he has a blanket of his own face. Yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's he's sharing that cocoa with you. Maybe we both have cocoa. And that's not a bad married life. No, it's really it's not. not. It's not. And you both I, gently blow on the cup. I might. Yeah. I might never know what he looks like under that mask. <laughs> you know, I might wake up and say, are you there, honey? Coco Wait. Spider-Man, are you there? Oh, hi, Coco <laughs> Spider-Man. Going to work? Okay. 
Andy, do you have a little like one of those long sleepy hats that has like the puffball on the end of it that has little Spider-Man symbols on it? <laughs> yeah, and I'm wearing full body pajamas with the butt flap. Yes. <laughs> and your wall is just different versions of Spider-Man in different portraits. <laughs> and then there's like a couple portraits that are just of a cup of cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. So that's my marriage. I think I think I have to kill the beyonder and I I'm going to have an exciting night with Malice Mistress of Hate. You cannot pass up Malice Mistress of Hate. I just don't know how you could. Uh but I am going to kill the beyonder because I he he feels like a real bummer uh to me because it's as fun as it might be for a second as soon as you start, he might be like why is penis? And then you have to start explaining <laughs> everything. And you have to do the birds and the bees talk with the beyonder. And that's just. Oh, no. Birds and point, bees and the beyonder. You just point where you want it to go. You just point, you just point where you want it to land that ship. <laughs> so why, why is I love penis? that. And, Andy's always the bottom. <laughs> Maybe in your fantasies. I Listen. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm not interested. Put it in writing. <laughs> well, this fuck Mary kill. I kill Andy. Okay. Um, yeah, that's kidding. fair. I marry that's you. Fair. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I think that's my final answer. I'll kill the Beyonder to stop his ceaseless questioning. That's really good. See, okay, so here's the thing. I was I was gonna also fuck and or marry Sue, mm. uh, the mistress of hate, but then someone said that <laughs> she was Tim Tim Burtony. And <laughs> <laughs> now now she's too spindly for me and like <laughs> Yes, yeah, she lost like 40% to yeah. 80% of her body weight. And uh, like Danny Elfman follows her around with a little piano and I just I kill her. I done. Push her off a cliff. <laughs> um I think I think I think I marry the Beyonder. <sighs> and I wow. I think I think I have tricky sex with Spider-Man. But now he's not, what is that? He's, mean? Not a, he's <laughs> not allowed to spill his cocoa, if you know what I mean. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm sure he can. He's 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 very uh he's a very nimble and agile sort, but can you explain can you define for me Webster's dictionary definition of tricky sex? <laughs> I I could, but I don't think I'm going to. We don't have the time. <laughs> I'm electing not to. <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth. Hey Coco Spider-Man, you want to have some tricky tricky sex with me? Tricky Coco sex. <laughs> uh, I want hot chocolate now. Fuck you. <laughs> and fuck you for not having Thunder Sword as one of the options. For this <laughs> I thought about it, but again, it's too easy. It's a Dracula situation. We all fuck him. We all marry him. It's too easy. Yeah, I know. I it's know. Look, this has been issue 67 of the Infinite Backlog. I appreciate everyone for listening. I appreciate them for listening. I don't think that's how you're supposed to use words, but I did say it. So I appreciate you for listening. And I just want to say that if you find the rest of those emeralds, I've got dibs. <laughs> we we dibs. did call it. We call it. It's on the podcast. We call it. <laughs> we've got podcast dibs on those emeralds. So copyright, 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 <laughs> trademark, trademark, trademark. Our emeralds. Bye. Bye now. Bye. It's plausible deniability <laughs> so that you're not crying, you know, <laughs> so you're crying because of the bummer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bummer bait. <laughs> it's right, I'm crying because of Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which is a line I would use if I cried after sex. But it's not you, it's I'm just crying about Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> 
He just did so much bad. So much evil. (laughs) He really messed it up for a long time. And that's why I didn't come. (laughs) (laughs) I assume the Weepers did. They may have, yeah. Yeah. Did you complete? (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget that's what it stands for. (laughs) I hate... I hate, I hate, did you complete? That's a bad, that's a <laughs> bad thing that I said. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>